it has been a season. I've hugged my son. I hugged my son, but I wanted to hug your son. Oh goodness, I've cried about our future. I had complicated feelings and arguments about marching in a pandemic. And I literally tried to meditate away reality. I read some books. I got my senator on speed dial. But still, there is so much more work to do. That's why we're back. And this is Your Neighbor's Hood. The, the season, season of, of solutions. solutions. With Hannah and Jackie. Hannah. So hey, Jackie. Hey. How you doing? Yeah. How you doing? Um, <laughs> as my old neighbor in San Diego, she was like 89 years old. She used to say, I say, you know, how you doing? She goes, could be better, could be worse. <laughs> I always think of this story. I heard of a little boy who was in the hospital getting treatment for something. And yeah. when he would be asked how he's doing, he'd always go, a little bit good. <laughs> and I just, I love that. I love that sunny side. A little bit good. Today, we're going to be a lot good, though, because today yeah. we're bringing in the solutions. We're letting in the sunshine. Yes, yes, yes. And hopefully, like, these solutions will be a ray of light uh, and guidance to some, as you call them, baby steps to betterment that some folks can do. I I just remember when we started this, this is being so like, (laughs) it's so heavy. Yeah. You know, everything, actually everything's heavy. Let me just say. But were you just then referring specifically to housing? Yes. Housing feels heavier. Maybe it's because of what you said that this is the, if we had to say it, this is the epicenter of all things spring from this. Yeah. 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 And it's it's such a status thing how it it's it not only does it financially uh trajectory say something about you it your housing sort of speaks to your status in a lot oh, of ways, yeah, right? Yeah, big time. I remember we had an election just a little over 4 years ago and at that time when I felt like the world The world as I knew it was going to be dramatically different. And I wanted to throw myself into something purposeful. And I wanted to say, I'm going to pick an issue of all the issues that exist. I'm going to pick one issue. And for that issue, I will show up. And it felt doable that way. Like it felt like I was holding myself accountable to, to to be present. But at the time, I thought environment will be my issue. Yeah. And I, I thought because if the environment, it, it, you know, it, that affects us all. That felt all-encompassing to me. I felt really connected to it. What I didn't realize at the time was um, about intersectional environmentalism. And what I wonder now and have to explore for myself was, was I avoiding some more difficult things? So I don't gravitate to housing as a problem that I want to sink my teeth into. But I have to unpack for myself whether that is because because I'm distant from it. Like, is that because I don't understand it well enough? Am I avoiding it or am I or are there other topics that just feel that, that just simply are more aligned in my heart? 
you know, maybe next month we're going to start looking at education. And I already know I feel more engaged with that one. But this is by design that I don't feel engaged with this one. (laughs) So I have to push back against that in my own head, you know? Yeah, Hannah, that's a crazy, that is like, not crazy in a bad way, but like, <laughs> I'm, I, again, laughing out of comfort and discomfort, yeah, right. just like, it's like, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Like, you're one smart cookie. <laughs> or self-aware, in, in a way, like, your self-awareness is definitely, uh, I don't know, it's eye-opening. Well, it's... <laughs> terrible it's terrible to feel like this to question because in a way when you are having to when you are realizing that so much of your upbringing and your existence in this world was from this racist lens and this isn't just white people I'm sure who experience this but when you realize that you kind of have to question everything and that can feel so like well what is me what is what is a choice that I have made and what is a thing that I can really say, no, 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 I just feel really strongly about this other thing and I don't feel as strongly about that thing. And maybe that's, maybe ultimately that's okay. If you really, if you analyze that and you decide, no, I'm going to go all in for food or no, I'm going to go all in for housing. But as long as you question why you're not gravitating to something, I think, and, and recognize that about yourself. You're trying to draw, maybe recognizing whether or not you're trying not to draw the shortest stick. Yeah. Is that the thing? Yeah. You're like, like uh, uh, uh. There, but there's so much here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to really have to, that's going to get uncomfortable for me if I commit to that one. Yeah. 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 So that all leads us to the biggest thing when I was listening back through our last conversation mm-hmm. was you said, education, education, education. And because I'm front row seat in these conversations, I'm like, yeah, Hannah, <laughs> learn about it. <laughs> because I was quiet a lot of that conversation and, and I acknowledge that and I recognize that that's a problem. And so ultimately what I marinated on and came to was that ignorance is not innocence. Mm. Yeah. What does that mean, Hannah? Well, well, it kind of just points back to what I was saying, I guess. Just because you don't know about it or you don't understand, all the more reason to open your ears to people who it is impacting. All the more reason to commit a little and watch a documentary, listen to a podcast, read a book about some of this stuff. So I'm going to do that. And you shared some great resources for documentaries that I've watched and podcasts and there's so many ways that it can that education can happen pretty seamlessly in your life yeah well you know as you're talking I'm thinking about you know what we're looking to do here is talk about solutions to sort of untwist what has been wound up so tightly housing or land if we put it that way was a solution to maintaining superiority right whether it's for land-owning men, land-owning white people, land, like it has all, like for voting, for all these Mm -hmm. different things, land has, it was the solution for subjugation. It was the solution to prevent 
integration or to uphold segregation. It has been a solution for so much of white supremacy that now <laughs> we're trying. It's it's the thing. It's the thing. We asked the question of people in our lives, what makes a good neighborhood? And yeah. something I realized that recently when I moved here was really important to me was privacy. Privacy in my space. And I realized what a privilege it is to look for that or to have that on your list. But I also realized that that is a, that's a, a factor of what you're talking about. That's a factor of land. And I had to really unpack that for myself. <laughs> uh, and yeah. it made me real uncomfortable. <laughs> I would think so. Mm-hmm. But it's it, but it, but it, this is thing is the same thing that you're walking towards, I think, and hope many of the listeners are walking towards is that we have yet to fully understand. And I don't think as individuals doesn't matter where you are in this world uh, and what you look like or what your upbringing was. We have yet to fully understand the influence that white supremacy has on all the things. Yeah down to you looking for privacy yep. down to me wanting so much space to share because so much space had been taken mm-hmm. do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? like it's influencing us for better or for worse and so to tackle this i'm grateful that we that we were doing this because it's really forced me to go from just kind of talking about how things are just bad and really thinking about what steps we can take to move forward as I'm on this journey to figuring out, you know, what do we do? Like what, where do we start? Because it's so thick. I ran into an activist. Her name was Tanika Lewis Johnson. And she had this idea to connect residents of her city, which is the city of Chicago from the North and South sides. She started it off as like an investigation to urban segregation to see how it looks and how it impacts the residents in the city of Chicago. And what she realizes, because she's a what is a social justice artist, she realizes she's taking pictures of these different addresses that uh, there's something to this. Mm-hmm. So what she did was she just started this thing called the folded map project and what it did was like took twin addresses so somebody could live at one two three four north park street and the other person could live at one two three four south park street and took these twin addresses to see how segregation impacted the the conditions of where these people lived and her whole goal was to have them understand the environment and sort of the structure and how it impacts them socially economically and a way to bring these two sides together it's so interesting to see these people (laughs) talk about how one, two, three, four North Park Street has is a house worth a hundred thousand dollars. One, two, three, four South uh, Park Street is worth seventy thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Wow. Why is that? Wow. And how do we get those people working together? So it's become a whole project in the city of Chicago of twin addresses working on both sides to enhance the neighborhoods because guess what happens when you enhance the neighborhoods with the people that live in it? You you help the whole city. Yeah. 
And I think if we get ourselves in the position of, as Tanika did, was educate herself about her city, right? She's learning more about not just where she lives, the side that doesn't have, but the other side and figuring out how to create that bridge and what things can I bring to the table? Who do I need to know? Who do I need to talk to? Why is this this way? What can we do in her corner of the world to have this dialogue towards success? And she's worked with the with the college out there to build a curriculum and to figure out how to get people involved. I think that's just a classic example of educating yourself on your space and place, determining what small steps you can make. And she's an artist. <laughs> I love that. And, and look how she's bringing people together. So you, we'll link yeah. that on our website, as well as yeah. some of the documentaries that that you originally suggested for me to watch in preparation for this work. And there's even a podcast that we can send if you want to do a deeper dive on this topic. Yeah. But since we started talking about this, we've had quite a few people reach out, which is nice because then we know people are listening. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's really helpful for us for people to reach out. But it was great because we were in the midst of making this. So some people reached out and said, well, I'm seeing housing discrimination happening and we have a link for if that is you and you want to report that it is called fair housing their website is called homeofva.org forward slash get help forward slash fair housing and we're going to link it for neighborhood harassment and it has information on what is fair housing, what is discrimination, and how this organization can help and how you can help. Because they even have people who are called testers. So HOME relies on the work of dependable, social conscious testers to uncover instances of housing discrimination. So if you're interested in helping them un- uphold fair housing in your community, you can be- consider becoming one of HOME's testers. So there's all wow. sorts of ways that you can choose to engage with this work. So that's Virginia specific, right? That's Virginia specific. There's tons of different resources that a Google search will help. But um, yes, we're, we're trying to model here, making our little neck of the woods be stronger. So it can feel this is an overwhelming topic, even if you are zoomed into your own community. So hopefully you can hear that and then scale that resource, or you can even reach out to this organization and say, hey, I live in wherever, Ohio. I want to have a resource like that. Do you know of anything that exists like that near me? Yeah, that's a look. That's a start. And to be quite honest, when I get started doing the work of trying to look at the possibility, it was a matter of looking at what other cities were doing. Mm Uh, and then trying to figure out, wait a minute, do we have something like that? I love this this phase that we're in of connecting the dots across the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love this sort of, I mean, it's a double-edged sword, but this nationalization of local issues, mm. of local government, of the importance of all the way down governance, which has been a I think a beautiful thing. It definitely has its consequences, but it's it's definitely had its benefits. And it's important because sometimes it boils right down to policy that's happening. Yeah. Right, yep. right in your own backyard. Yeah. Well, we heard this last month too, the grappling between 
policy change, you know, a lot of times it can be very tempting to say, well, that all just boils down to policy change. We just need policy change and that'll fix it, which is true. But you can't get to policy change without going door to door sometimes. But I know that in this time, too, it seems kind of you're not maybe interacting as much with people and not attending events in person, but there are a lot of, there are a couple resources that we found in particular that you can be very active and take participation from your own home, from, from the comfort of your own couch. Yeah. You told me about this resource, New Virginia Majority, and they have a whole section called Take Action. And when you go there, you'll see, you can sign up to volunteer around a specific issue And their signature issues are criminal justice reform, immigrants' rights, economic justice, voting rights, and climate justice. But they also organize around affordable housing, education, health care, and more. So you can follow them on social media and then sign up on their page, which will link to volunteer. So why New Virginia Majority matters where we are, because locally we're actually going through the the whole process of how these opportunity zones across the United States are being used to gentrify. Um, It's sunk deep hearing, watching that New York Times special on Breonna Taylor's family and how that was tied to cleaning up opportunity zones. Mm. And (laughs) so I don't think that I was even plugged deeply into what's happening in my city um, until I saw the whole special on the connection to these zones and why they need to be cleaned up and why it is being used as a method to push black folks out. Roland Martin actually spoke with a reporter who was giving a lot of access to what was happening here in Norfolk, Virginia, because we were granted the second most opportunity zones in the country. I think just outside of and maybe Louisville was number one. Hmm. And so when I was looking at all this, I realized that the new Virginia majority actually helped some of the tenants that are suing the city about <laughs> simply just kicking them out. It's it it's heartbreaking in a way because all the finger pointing yeah. and we're not just helping people, but that's where everyday people like us come in, like you guys, is understanding what's happening in the city, which could be daunting. Um, having the conversations, I called up somebody who I know lives in public housing and said, yo, like, what is really happening? Yeah. You know, how do we as the citizens advocate because it's our tax dollars, it's federal monies granted to our city that is going to make this change. And we have a say in that it shouldn't just be um, and I don't want to call them poor people, but that's what the economically advancing people's fight. It's not just their fight. They're our neighbors. Mm-hmm. So New Virginia majority is doing that kind of work. And I'm hopeful that in other folks community that there's an organization like New Virginia majority that's sort of pushing the pace and really getting folks uh, thinking about how decisions that are made policy wise how our tax dollars are shared across zip codes within the same city because we're all paying. I think I said that yeah. last time. If you buy groceries, yeah. you're adding to the tax base. Right. If you... <laughs> but but it's a great way to start looking at what's happening in your city. And you mentioned to me the Virginia Housing Alliance, which is something that's new to me. So what is that all about and how people can like look into something similar in their back neck of the woods? This one feels nice to me because it's got 
things broken down to, if you go um, on the link that we're going to share, virginiahousingaction.com, so it's vahousingaction.com, you can join the fight for affordable housing in Virginia. So you can join their network, get involved in their advocacy, you can participate in digital lobbying for affordable housing. And so that part. Yeah, this one is you can be a voice for affordable housing in 2021. Find out how you can interact with your legislators digitally to further affordable housing policy in Virginia. Now, as a mama, I've been part of groups that say, oh, it's lobby day. We're all going to load up and go to Richmond. For me, that kind of just, I'm just like, well, that's impossible. <laughs> I can't that's do no that. Um, or, or the effort would be so, so huge. So the advantage to the time that we're living in is so many things have become digital that it makes it accessible to, to people who might not have had access before, um, mm-hmm. depending on your internet. Uh, availability that part right the part the internet like oh y'all don't know in virginia there is a whole rural side of the state that it has real like i've been on calls with people that really are like the digital divide is real Mm -hmm. like trying to be a part of this activism newly afforded opportunities to be a part of this activism and their internet is trash and the libraries that we (laughs) depended on for making that available or not open right now. So I say that with that consciousness. But the other thing is that they have this site where you can follow bills that they're tracking. So that to me feels like, oh, (laughs) the shining beacon of here, look here. This is actually what's happening. So if you're feeling that thing that I was where you feel so disconnected and like it's so blurry and hazy to get there yeah. this feels really clear and to the point and and to be fair like we live in a commonwealth which is a little bit different from many other states and there are several other states that are commonwealth which means our state what happens at our in our state government has a really heavy consequence of what happened locals locally because we have uh you know dylan rule which is a rule that says hey the state pretty much tells localities what they can and can't do there are some freedoms that lo- local governments have but a lot of them are determined by the state and here's why that whole uh, you have your little mermaid moment <laughs> with <laughs> with understanding the bills that are being tracking because they're going to directly affect them. this last session and if you get a chance to go to virginia housing alliance there was a bill called house bill 765 which talked about zoning for affordable housing and residential districts so it was providing provided localities within specific zoning ordinance to include areas that were specifically for affordable housing so in our towns we couldn't do that previously mm-hmm. okay <laughs> we couldn't do that until the state government uh-huh. there was another bill that talked about being able to let people zoning housing areas to allow people to watch children outside of their blood relatives <laughs> That had to go up to the state. Oh, wow. So when you're thinking about these other things that are affecting communities, like why can't, and this is me screaming, why can't this child care program be passed? We need community child care. Oh, because, but that goes back to the education piece, back to being a part of, okay, well, it's not there. Who do I need to talk to to make it happen to help create policy? And then having the understanding of where I can find those folks. It is a process, which is why to your point in the beginning, Hannah, yeah, you have to pick your poison. But 
intersectionality is a real thing. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least, at least taking the time to understand that. And this is hyper to Virginia. So I just apologize if you're a listener outside of Virginia, but hopefully it will make a roadmap. But we also have listeners who may not have the time to do all the things that we listed before, which are time-based things. They're giving up your yeah. time. But if you have yeah. any dollars that you want to contribute, we have two different options. Um, and one is local to us, and the other is a national organization. So if you are outside and you and you don't have the time, but you do have some funds that you can spare, togetherrising.org, and that is the national organization they have a lot of different things that they do, and I'm going to send you to their webpage to check out more, and you can be specific about how you want to donate to them. But Jackie, you're the one who found the local one. Do you want to tell a little bit about that? Yeah, the local one here in the city of Norfolk is very important because if you don't know anything about these cities out here, they're some of the first ones in our country. And uh, here in, in Norfolk specifically, there is a very high, we have some of the highest eviction rates across the country. Like, <laughs> we are we are up there in the top five, I think, or top 10. And of course, this pandemic has made it worse, not worsening, but just, you know, amplified Highlight. it. So yeah, highlighted. There you go. So there's this organization called the 757 Eviction Prevention Fund, which they are deeming as sort of reparations in their own way of supporting, um, making sure that every dollar of the fund goes directly to a black family with housing. So you have the opportunity to donate like they have a, a tier where you donate $500 and they go straight to a family for food, fees, and utilities. Or you can pay a month's rent for someone. Or you can donate for debt relief, right? Because that's part of it, right? Being able to... <laughs> or you can just put money in to defeat the crisis itself. So it's a fundraiser that will go directly to... The money goes directly to families that are in that cycle of the eviction process or just struggling with housing. Mm -hmm. And this is a moment to really remind ourselves that this is not a, a moment for you necessarily just to feel good about yourself because you tossed some mm -hmm. dollars a certain way. This is a moment to remember that all of our liberation is tied up together collectively. We are Boom. all in community with one another. And so yeah, if Anna. people are getting evicted in my community, that is not disconnected from me if I'm not getting evicted. That's intimately connected with me. And the quality of our communities is an overall health thing. And I just wanted to make sure to say that. Say that. Yeah. <laughs> I love you for saying that because I know I hear some voices like, well, if they get evicted, they should have... Um, well, I will tell you, if you make that first step that we talked about, about education, about these sorts of things, then once you get to the financial support part, it becomes a difference. You'll sing a different tune. If look at this as like that, that part. So you're absolutely right. It's not a means to make you feel good. It's about um, healthy communities uh, working to counter um, centuries of, of programming that we've had. Right. And the keep... feeling good is just a happy bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Gosh, Hannah, that's like, whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> and we pared it down. That's the great news. 
That's the great news. There are people who are doing this work. So if you are newer to some of these issues or you're newer to sinking your teeth in deeper to them, the great news is that you, there are so many things out there and we've highlighted, highlight, we highlight, we blowed it up a couple (laughs) things that are happening here hyper locally. We, there are some things that are happening even more hyper local to our individual cities, not just the larger state that we're in. So you can find the solution Mm -hmm. that fits you in your life. As long as you take some sort of action, then you're stepping in the right direction. Yep. So thanks so much for being here with us. It is truly so, so helpful when we hear back from listeners. So we'd love to hear from you, especially as we're trying out this new model in this season. Yeah. What's new to you? What's resonating with you? Are you doing any of these steps? Let us know. I just want to make it plain. Look, go and like, rate, subscribe, and review. Like, for real. Our goal is to make sure that we are reaching the right places. And by the right places, it means those of you guys who are showing up here on Tuesdays to listen or whatever day of the week you choose to to let us come into your ear holes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we want to know we want to do the best job that we can do. So if you like us, you keep showing up, go ahead and do it. iTunes, wherever um, the reviews are a great way for us to see, you know, the kind of work that we're doing. But we need you to do that. It is as as valuable as downloading the podcast to listen to. That's it. right. It's the podcast currency. So if you <laughs> if you do that uh, little free act for us, then we get to hopefully get into some more ears, and it's really helpful to us in our work. Yes, we want to be in a spirit of giving. We want to get to a place where we can give too. So go ahead and like. Great. Subscribe and review. Go ahead and like, 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 rate, 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 subscribe. Do you like the remix? I do. Like. I do. That's why I'm just dancing to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm pumping it. We're about to. We hit. love you guys. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> I was gonna say we're about to get into hot season in our closets again. <laughs> Woo! Oh yeah, we're still in the closet, y'all. Still in the closets. So <laughs> as always, stay open, stay curious, and make it a great day. Closer to history.